Level of Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Love Latina podcast. This is episode 234. And today we will be talking about a little bit of sex and intimacy. So like, um, was it salt and pepper? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and Let's talk me. about me. Let's talk, talk about, about all, all the good things, things and the bad things that may be. Did you say and the dicks that may be? Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to talk about sex and intimacy on today's episode. So if you feel a little uncomfortable and don't want to listen about the topic, you can maybe turn us off or tune us down. And if you have kids around in the car, it's probably an episode for later, okay? Um, but yeah, before we jump into the topic and into the bed topic, uh, ¿Cómo están mis queridas co-hosts? ¿Cómo se encuentran? Good, good, good. I was thinking you've said if you're uncomfortable, don't listen. I'm thinking if you're uncomfortable, you should listen. I'm good. Happy to be here. I'm good too. Yo soy, I, I think de las tres, yo soy la más shy. Uh, uh, yeah, right. When we talk about, well, yeah, I am. I, well, I think. Were there sexy the boudoir sense. photos? No, shy, ni de donde. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, in the sense of, um, and well, because I initially took those just from my husband's eyes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to post one or two. Um, pero. Uh, in the sense of like, I'm like putting it out there in the open, um, because I, th- I think entre amigas es una cosa, pero putting it out there in the open and why, because, you know, when we were talking, how this, uh, episode came about, like, oh, it's another taboo in the Latino community. Um, but yeah, no, happy to be here. And, you know, what it, I alluded to before we started recording, uh, today's my twin's birthday, seventh birthday, and they got here because of sex. Some yes. good sex. Happy two, birthday, <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Happy SMP. birthday, chicas. Um, well, yeah, Ceci, yes, we alluded to it being a taboo topic. Just how we don't talk about money with our families. Um, if luckily you did, great. That's awesome. But I'm very sure you did not talk about sex with your family, with your parents. You didn't get to talk about the birds and the bees or la florecita y que no sé qué. It was more of like, don't do it. Don't get pregnant. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it goes with the boys, but hopefully the boys maybe get a little bit of a better, of a better talk instead of like, just wait to see what happens that hopefully, you know, taking them to church helped. But I'll tell you one thing, others oh, churchgoers are horny AF too, okay? So with that, um, a little bit of sex and intimacy. And like Irene said, if you felt uncomfortable, even just hearing that, then maybe you should listen to this. Maybe listen to it. Calladita, allí sentadita en tu oficina o en un cuartito de tu casa o as you walk through the park. But it's a topic that we must cover because we need to learn what it is we enjoy about sex, what it is what we enjoy about intimacy, what brings us pleasure and joy. If we talk about what brings us joy and pleasure just in life, we should talk about it also in intimacy because some of us go into relationships, we go into marriages, we go and commit ourselves to this to a person, and we don't even know ourselves. We don't even know our bodies, what we like, what we don't like. So, I'm a bit big advocate for try everything once. <laughs> In cada sentido de la palabra, try it, try it, try it. Um, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. Um, but I think that's a topic that gives us a little bit of a hard time because you know we get pushed into in our culture. You know, it's it's meet someone, get married, have kids, buy the house, do that. 
but no one kind of tells us what that's like. You know, what it, what is marriage supposed to be outside of it being a partnership? It's also someone that you're going to be intimate with. So what is it that we like? What is it that we don't like? So this is important for us to know. Um, have you ladies, did you have ever any, any, um, issues maybe before you got married with relate with, um, before you got married or being in a relationship, um, when it came around to being comfortable with being intimate or sex, or when did you reach the point of being comfortable, um, in your full, like intimacy persona? Um, for me, I was a little unorthodox, I think early on in my life because, I had had sexual experiences that I think you don't have very young. So I was very confident very early on. It wasn't appropriate. Like, I don't think that's appropriate. I think I probably would have been more innocent, more taking my time, probably been more come out of my shell as a college person. But that just didn't happen for me. And I, I guess I just went to a high school too that was very promiscuous. Like teen pregnancy was everywhere. And, and, you know, people were clearly having sex and it was kind of common. So I felt comfortable very, very early on. I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but like I was in a long-term relationship in high school. And I remember when we were considering having sex, we were both young, I guess like 15 years old. We stayed together until like our early 20s, but that doesn't make it any better. But I, I remember being like more of the rebellious one, more of the like pushy one. He was more of the innocent one and more of the, you're crazy, like Vettel said, you'll do anything once, right? But I just, I think I just had this kind of rebellion side. It had nothing to do with sex. I think I just like being rebellious as the baby in the family and being curious and wanting to be different in a way that was rebellious and different. Because in my family, of course, like very Latino families, like of course that was shunned on in my my sister, you know, was very prim and proper and, you know, got married in her mid-20s and that was expected of her and um, did it all sort of right, quote unquote, right? So I felt comfortable early on, Vero, but I don't think that it was for the right reasons. Like, I hope that my kids come into sexuality like, much, much later in a much more healthy way and like explore it when they're older. But I don't know, you know, you can't assume that what you had, your kids won't have. So maybe they go to a promiscuous high school too. I don't know. Um, but I was comfortable early on. I think um, it was fun because then I go to college and it's fun to be comfortable with it. Um, and my husband sure did love it. He fell in love with me. He was telling me this week, you know, when our Hawaii trip, he's like, my first love, my only love. Like he's just the, the best. Aww. But I'm sure for him, it felt like I was very advanced or experienced, but only because I had, again, been in a long-term relationship with someone that I felt very, very comfortable having sex with and accepted and loved. And it was a good, safe relationship to explore and experiment and all that good stuff. So any relationship after that, I think I just brought that confidence. But you know, it could be very different. You may not have a long-term relationship or you could have shitty partners. You could hate sex. Like I got very blessed in that department where I felt like it all worked out and it could have been terrible. Like as a 15, 16, 17 year old having sex, like no judgment. Like I'm sure everybody's doing it, but um, it could have been bad and I'm glad that it wasn't bad, but it helped me that it will be very confident and very comfortable. But again, only because I was like master at long-term monogamous relationships so I could build that comfort with people. I haven't been in too many relationships with those that I was in were long-term. You do, Ceci? I think for me, it wasn't until I was at about 25, 25, because I remember like this whole saying came, came about like, I'm 25 and I'm over it, you know? A lot had to do with our upbringing, my upbringing. I was the oldest, you know? Um, my, you know, my parents had gotten married through the church and, you know, my mom was a virgin, you know, todo eso, right? So, um, I, I knew that, um, and, and of course, even with that, even with that, and like that stigma of like you can't have sex before marriage. Like my parents never spoke to me about 
about sex. I learned it in school. I remember in sixth grade, cuando estaba, I forgot if I've shared this on the podcast before, but I remember in sixth, sixth grade, sixth ed, when I had no idea como se hacían los bebés, right? But it was sixth grade and I remember I was, they were, we were reading the book or whatever and it said, you know, like the penis penetrates the vagina and I was like, oh, what? And I was like, ¿qué es eso? I remember just Pero having like, and like I looked up, I looked up para ver si if uh, there was someone else like that was as shocked as I was, and like everybody was like still looking at their books, and I was like, oh my god, maybe I was the only one. I don't know, but anyway, I always remember that I've told Luis that story. Um, like, oh my god, yo no sabía nada de cómo se hacían los bebés. I don't know. I just thought like, oh, I th I know what it was. I thought I thought it was like from kissing, from kissing and. French kissing a lot, like oh. from what I saw in novelas. I'm like, oh, that's how se embaraza la gente. But it wasn't until sixth grade, so I was probably what, like eleven or so. Uh, but then, you know, I, you know, I went to high school, and my mom was always very strict with me, so I couldn't go out, things like that. And so I got to college, a virgin, and then first year I meet one of our other good friends that we mentioned her. Y ella también era virgen, and so we're like, oh my god, you know, y otra otra. Otra persona, I'm not, I'm not going to say names, pero la otra tercera persona también, que las tres éramos como que, like, the virgins, and we were, like, you know, like, just experiencing new things and talking about it and, like, learning from our friends that had had the experience experiences before and, you know, kind of, kind of, I don't know if support is the word, supporting each other or just kind of, like, knowing that we were kind of together on that same team where, I think going into college, we thought like, oh my God, we're like the only ones, right? We're the only ones that are virgins still and in college. But I think knowing that we kind of had each other um, was a good feeling. And then I think, yo fui la primera que dejó de ser de ese club. I think so. Um, but it was like, I think those first experiences in college were like scary. Like I was, you know, shy and like, you know, me quería tapar and things like that. And it wasn't until like, my mid mid 20s 25 i remember being 25 and just like talking about like i'm 25 and over it and then you know sharing that experience with that other friend like and saying like yeah we're, you know you sabes que yeah like you're we're 25 and over it yeah hay que, hay que vivir la vida right and and just uh experience which i which i think was good which i think is good because you start to learn like que te gusta que no te gusta and in the case of us when we did meet our husbands and life partners it was a good t thing to to know what we liked and what we didn't right yeah it's so trippy because i i feel that both of you brought in a good starting point like either you went through high school you started college and you were still you know not intimate had not had sex and then there's the other part of like i was in a relationship and i started having sex with someone that i trusted and I felt comfortable with. And then there's the in-between. For me, I I had sex in high school. It was senior year. It was senior year. And it was like my my little, you know, my not my first boyfriend, but it was probably, it was my real, like my first official, like real, like boyfriend. And I was like, I think I want to. I think I want to. Um, but I feel like it, a lot of it had to do with more of like, um, what would he like? What does, he, what would he like? Um, what, do, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to just go to what he, what he would want and what he might need. And, and it was very like, um, not in a sense having sex for me to be like, I want to experience this. So 
with it, you know, like when we talk about building confidence, it's about really putting ourselves out there. And I'm not saying go hoochie around and hoe around, but in a sense, like when you are in that position and you are with someone that you're comfortable with, explore, like really be like, okay, so if this is what they like, can I say what I would want to try? And I think for our, our age group, when we were growing up, we didn't have access to like internet or things like that to like learn much stuff. I think teens nowadays have access to the web and like watching porn or things like I'm not saying you should learn from porn, but we're, not, you know, a lot of kids are doing that now. Like that's a big thing. And it's, I think they're saying it's going to be like a crisis because they're learning sex through something that's very unrealistic. So I feel for me, I think that for me, it's very important that when you do have that first experience and it's a positive experience and it's with someone that you're comfortable with and someone that you do trust to further explore it, allow yourself to really be like, okay, what else would I like? And sometimes we don't know. We don't know what we might like and what we don't like. And what do you do? You know, do you cover yourself? Do you not cover yourself? Do you leave the light on? Do you not like, do you talk to the person after sex? Do you do talk to them? So it all depends. And I think all of that comes with just allowing it to, reminding yourself actually, allowing your mind to be at ease and saying that what you're doing is very natural. It's, it's, Every human being more than likely does it and they have experienced it and it's okay. And I think that's something that would help keeps us and holds us back is the idea of being judged. You know, I grew up in a very Catholic household and it wasn't just the Catholic guilt, but it was like, I immediately went to think like, I am, estoy decepcionando a mis padres. Like, I can't believe I'm out here doing these, you know, these things and I shouldn't enjoy it. I, I should not be doing it. And it was very like, it sucked. It was a terrible feeling. I, I can't even find a word for it right now. I just felt terrible. And for me, you know, like I mentioned, it was senior year. I was ready to go to college, you know, the next year. And I unfortunately, you know, got pregnant. So I was one of those kids. I was like, oh, my God. And not only did they tell me not to, I'm over here, siendo tontita, and I, I can't believe I'm like, voy a decepcionar. And plus, this happens to me, like, you feel like you don't have an out. You feel like that you are the worst person in the world, even though that is happening everywhere, every day. And it's such a normal act, natural act that we shouldn't feel guilty about. But I feel that for me, it really would have made a difference to have had this conversation about like, hey, you're coming around to that age where, you know, you might be approached by your by your boyfriend and say, you know, this and this and that. And these are some precautions, you know, to kind of have in mind. And, and at the end, of, for me, it was like a completely like, oh, shoot, what do I do now? I need to fix this problem because it's a problem, right? In your head, that's something big. But I feel for me, having experienced that, going to college, I still wasn't comfortable fully, like in my, in my you know, intimate self. Um, but I did experience a lot. I did put my, like, you know, if I, if I, it was mostly with friends, like people that I felt very comfortable with, people that I knew or a friend of a friend. It was never like a one night stand or something like that. That happened like way later where I would meet someone like, you're really fun. Okay, tell me about yourself. Do you have any STDs? Like shit like that, you know, when you're older. But um, when you just get more comfortable, right? So I'm not saying that they, you know, you could be a, you could be a, you know, puedes putear, pero también con cuidado. You know, like it's all right. And I don't, and I don't think that. Came into my more like natural self, like by my second serious relationship. I, that was probably in my late twenties. I felt a lot more comfortable um, in my in my 
body. You know, I was always very confident with my body, but when it came to sex, I was just like, no me mires, no me mires, ah, ah, right? But it wasn't until I reached that, I was almost 30. I was almost 30 when I felt finally like really good into who I, like comfortable. And then once I hit 30, I was like, I am a goddess. I know what I want. I know what I, you know, all this stuff. It was just, but it took, it takes time. And it took from what happened was first changing that idea that what I was doing was bad, that it was a bad thing. And I stopped judging other women too, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of it happens. Like when you are judging someone on their sexual behavior, on their sexual, like, um, like who they are when it comes to like intimacy, you judge yourself. You're like, well, if I'm judging her on this, like, oh my God, pues yo que, no, que me queda de mi? And I think it was breaking free from that of like, it's freaking such a natural thing. Y que mejor than to enjoy this act than to then feel this guilt. Um, I just, well, I wanted to point something out. You said, oh, hasta my studies. Well, yeah, because our, our peak in our 30s, like on the like early 30s, I remember I was like, ay, Dios mío. <laughs> Todo lo que hacíamos. Um, con mi, well, con mi now marido. But um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, you were saying about like the Catholic guilt. I remember like una vez que me fui a confesar. Um, and like I said, I told el padre. I was like, oh, I had premarital marital sex. And I want to say I was still in college because it was like, remember that Catholic church que estaba allí en Ivy? Oh, sí. Ahí fui, me fui a confesar, I remember. Um, which I continued doing it, right? But I remember like, okay. I, I felt like I wanted to do that and do and, and, and needed to do that. And then I remember like going back home, like after I had lost my virginity and like thinking like, oh, I wonder if my mom's going to like thinking like my mom va a ver y vas a ver, you know? <laughs> I felt like, you know, nervous about that. Um, And then I, but anyway, just all of us kind of like telling our experience, it made me like reflect back, like for me, like in college when it happened and then just having you guys, like us, all of us like having like similar upbringings and just like with our, with our, you know, being first gen and all that, but like sharing our, those experiences. Like I remember like talking to my, you know, the girls in the dollhouse, I'm like, you guys, this, or like, I think coming over to Vero's, I'm like, Vero, guess what? Esto pasó, you know, like, and just talking about it. So it's, que bonito que tuvimos esa amistad and like to apoyarnos and, you know, just those new experiences that we were having. That was cool. It was very cool. I think it was fun. It was fun to be in that time of our lives together and everybody exploring, experimenting. I also confessed to the priest, Ceci. I think I've already shared that on the podcast, but I was young. I was like a high schooler and I remember, I'm going to tell the priest and he was so nice and he was so kind. So I, I will repeat it because I think it was really good and we all grew up Catholic. So that Catholic guilt seeps in and my mom is like super Catholic. But the priest said, you know, sex is a, a mature thing. It's a relationship where two people are committed to one another. He didn't say marriage. He didn't say sin. You know, he said, if you're committed and, and you're mature enough for it, then it happens. And at this age, I don't think that you are. So he was so good about not judging. He was like a team priest. Now that I think about it. He was probably perfectly positioned for me to have confessed to this person. But I remember thinking, que bueno, because then it made me feel like I am in a committed relationship. I am actually, I feel mature. Like I actually felt like somewhat seen and validated, which felt good. And I stay in that committed relationship for many years after that. So it was cool because it allowed me to let go of like that Catholic guilt because I thought the priest was going to be like, Girl, you vete ahorita on your knees, like pray all the way up that mountain, like sí. ask for forgiveness, like zip up your vagina, like whatever I thought the <laughs> was going to say. Sew <laughs> that shit shut. Very sassy belt. Uh, and tell your mom I'm writing her a letter. How dare you? She's so Catholic. She's getting a Catholic award. No, 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 that happened. But I did 
feel really good, like lifted. So the point is like, don't assume all those guilty things you tell yourself. I don't know if we've had a tip of the day. Maybe it was listen, even if you're uncomfortable, but this tip of the day is going to be sometimes it's all in our head, mm-hmm. whether we're comfortable with sex, whether we feel guilty about sex, whether we feel clean, dirty, shy, outgoing. It's like all in our head, whatever it is. So just get right with that. Like, it's not the outside world judging you. It, in our case, it wasn't the priest, like who we thought would be the ultimate judge and jury. So no assumptions, like just in order to really, I think, love sex and enjoy sex. And you're gonna, you hear this all the time. You're not hearing anything new today, but like you're gonna have to be able to talk about it. You have to be able to talk about um, what you like, what you don't like. You better get comfortable. The sooner you get comfortable, the better. So no assumptions. Like I think I've seen a lot of my friends when you talk about college, and Vettel brought up porn. Like, I felt like they wanted to make it look like they thought it was supposed to look all mm-hmm. the time. Like, what do I do? How do I say? Like, it's mechanical. Because I felt a lot of people came to me for advice because they knew I was having sex and I'd been with this guy for a long time. And it's like, everybody's different. Like, well, do I do this? Like, it's funny. I was thinking about like Nadia. Nadia used to ask me a lot of questions about sex and should I do this? And I did this and I tried that. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, everybody's different. Like, yeah, I, I do that too. Like, but it's like, be careful who you get your advice from. Like, don't assume that anybody has it right. Like, it's about you and your partner that you hopefully trust and feel safe with. It's about you and your own private moment. I think learning, thank God for the internet now. Before we couldn't just Google this. We oh, couldn't yeah. Google these things in <laughs> high school. Maybe we actually couldn't, but we were really learning. Like, that's how our age is, right? We're dating ourselves, but we couldn't get it all on the internet. We literally, it was like, still magazines when we were growing up. And like, Cosmo. Remember Cosmo was the yeah. only magazine that yes, had like sex magazine. Yes. How to orgasm. And I was like, oh my God, I wanted them to see that I just bought this magazine. Magazines was everything. <laughs> everything, everything, everything. Magazines, you had to rent porn videos at the porn store. Like, that's fun um, we, as a young We kid. watched it. Remember, we watched it at Vettel's house for the Yeah. Well, you guys, Vettel was rented it for you guys? Did you <laughs> like, rent it or what happened? No. We were so all my, over 18. My roommate, no, my point. freshman year roommate had some porn tapes. And we're like, she's like, you guys want to watch? And of course, the Lelitas were like, of course, we want to learn. We want well, Not like we just said, of course, we want to learn. We just said, yeah, we're cool with that. No big deal. Right, because yeah. we're cool, and then yeah, we yeah. watch it, and then we realize, like, oh my god, what the hell are we watching? And it was, it was so cute though, because when we, when I think back, and I still like to one of our friends, shout out to you out there in DC, girl, we love you. How like we didn't really understand terms either, because it wasn't like we were sexual experts, but we were just, you know, had some ideas of stuff, and like, you know, she was like, oh my god, he's coming, he's coming, right? It was like he went, he went where. And it was just, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And it's always like the went. He <laughs> yeah. went? Yeah, he went. Um, or he came. He wh- what? What? It was one of those things, right? It was just really like payasadas because we were so naive. She didn't about even know the slang. She didn't know what that no, meant. No, she had she no idea. Know. And we were all at just different little levels, you know, because we're coming to this whole like we were so focused on what we needed to do to get to where we're at at that point. And then even then, like I said, sex-wise, you know, she came from a single mom. You think her mom wants to talk to her about sex? Like, even then, I, I can understand, understand how difficult it is for someone to just really bring up, like a parent bringing up. But I think it's time for us to, like, kind of get more comfortable. Um, I remember thinking that one of my roommates, I was like, ay, que libertina. That didn't tell her, but I was like, what do you mean your dad talked to you about this? What do you mean about this? But, you know, she was half white, half Mexican. Her mom didn't talk to her about anything. But her dad and her tío, that was also white, her dad's brother, felt very comfortable letting her know, like, hey, these are going to be the changes that you're going to go through. And I was, and when she would tell me that, I was like, how dare they tell you that? In my head, right? But then I was like, that's pretty damn cool because now she doesn't have to, like, 
be so lost or scared about whatever might happen, you know? I remember being very scared to mention to my brother that I was on birth control. But the only person I felt that I could talk to was my brother. And I remember telling him, and this is how uncomfortable we were about sex, right? But I remember calling him up and telling him, hey, you know, I just want to let you know, because uh, he knew I was going to the doctor because I was having like tiredness. I was like, okay. So I ended up having anemia. And with the doctor's like, well, you're having your period too often, right? And this is part of sex and intimacy as well, like listening to our body and understanding where our body's at. So I was like, you know, I'm getting my period twice a month, which was making me probably even more likely to get pregnant than me and not knowing. Um, but I'm like, hey, I've been having my period twice a month, so I'm bleeding like half the year. And, you know, the doctor ended up putting me on birth control to regulate that. And he goes, um, did the doctor give you birth control because you're having sex and also to prevent that? Or is it just because of your period? And I felt so like, <gasps> did he just ask me that? You know? But I'm like, uh, no, no, like I'm not having sex. I'm just like sick, you know, like I have this and I just needed to get regulated. And of course I was having sex, but I just felt like even my brother who I had talked to about everything in my entire life. And to this day, I talked to about a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. It was like, I can't tell him the truth. Like, como es eso, right? So I think it's when Irene said, and Ceci said, like, we would talk to each other. Like, community is so important. Like, sharing those things. Just how we don't talk about our money. We don't talk about, like, promotions that we don't get or promotions we do get or we're afraid to share. I feel that when we talk about sex and we talk about these things, it makes things a lot more, um, it puts things into perspective, Masvian. That I might be experiencing something that Irene or Ceci aren't. And maybe it's good or maybe it's not a good thing. But we won't know unless we really talk about it and feel comfortable with the topic. So Irene gave the tip of the day. I'm going to suggest talk about it more often. If there's something that, you know, if, I've noticed that there's still a lot of women getting married to like high school sweethearts, you know, that they're the first person they've been with or college sweethearts that they were the first person they were intimate with. And, you know, there's this one person that you're probably like, they've known me since I was young. If I now decide to change things up in the bedroom, they're probably going to think something's wrong with me. But feel comfortable talking about these things. Like, hey, you know, I'm curious about this stuff and I'm curious to know about this. So talk it through with your friends. Talk it through with your, you know, your partners. And if there's something that you're curious about, put it out there. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And I think the more we talk about it, the less shame there is around that topic. Kilpinen. And I think, too, what's interesting is that I feel we've come full circle in this whole journey because we're talking about ourselves in our 20s, which some of our listeners may be. And then I think we've kind of alluded to ourselves in our 30s and that experience. And then like sex changes every decade. So then it's like us having sex in our 40s. I was on a double date with um, two individuals in their late 20s, maybe early 30s, um, late 20s very late 20s and they they're so fun and they're so honest and and real and raw and so they were just like telling Diego and I like how the hell do you guys do it like their biggest fear is to end up together and to be over each other and not be sexually attracted to each other and be bored you know of course a 20 year old's gonna ask hopefully those questions and it's good that they're asking that of their partner before they're engaged before they're married with their partner there and comfortable I was like super like impressed by them asking and Diego and I very comfortably shared like how we do it like pff, changes it changes all the time we have to keep talking we and Diego was like luckily we're very compatible in that in that area so it's never really been a problem but it hasn't always been easy we have to talk we have to change things up but um, I thought it was really smart of that girl who was sharing. It might even feel like TMI. Like she, that'll say we don't talk enough. Like she was willing to ask us, like, how are you guys doing it? Like after this long, like you're in your 40s, like how are you not bored? So I thought that 
was indicative of every decade it's different. Every single decade it's different. And we have a lot of, we're like a wealth of knowledge as cuarentonas y buenonas because we've already been there, done that. So if we're telling you these things, it's because we probably already had it hard in the bedroom or made mistakes or didn't know something soon enough and would have loved to have had that experience. But because we were kind of figuring it out, I didn't have the person. Like I didn't have the double date with a person that was, you know, 12 years older than me to ask them that. I didn't have people like that in my life. So that this generation has that, I think like milk it, milk it for all that it's worth. So I would say even like send us questions, send us some freaking anonymous question. You know, you got your fake Instagram accounts out there. Send questions so that you can be comfortable. Like if you don't have anyone to ask, um, pick any one of us. Maybe you find your journey in one of us with like, tell me what do I do here? What do I don't, what do I not do here? Because like when Vettel said, like you marry your college sweetheart, you marry high school sweetheart, a little, a little part of me cringed. And then I caught my, ex- my assumption because like, that's okay. I know high school sweethearts that are like doing the damn thing and they seem very sexually satisfied and happy and have other issues because nobody's perfect. But I also felt like, oh, one partner is tricky. I think, I think you really got to, I'm talking about learning and growing with a partner that you've been with long-term. If it's your only partner, I think that's you really got to talk you really like i don't know how you know that you're compatible if that's the only thing you've ever tried if you only ever had mint chip ice cream you may be missing out on cookie dough like cookie dough might be you're blowing your mind i mean baston robbins 31 flavors yeah you definitely rainbow sherbet it's like a whole nother vibe and then you add there's 31 flavors add vanilla add vanilla to rainbow sherbet girl it changes your world and then you go to Cold Stones and you can put raspberry and you could put you could put uh, Snickers. Amaretto on your ice cream? Girl. Girl, mm, you can girl. Cold Stones. Girl. So there's a lot of ice cream out there to only have had the one that you tried when you were 17 and a half. You said when you were 22. So if, if this is you listening, like I'm not bashing were you, you by any means. you just quoting Taylor Swift, 17 to 22? Come on now. No. No, no, I'm kidding. Her? I'm kidding. You're not quoting. Oh, Her song it sounds like, like, like 17 song, to huh? 22. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Really? No, there's nothing wrong with it. She's, Sorry. she's giving advice then. Uh, the advice is then you as a couple, like we're not judging you as a couple, but there's a lot of conversation that should happen. I think you are the couples that need to be most comfortable with discussing it because we've been there, done that. We've had kids, been married a really long time, for myself almost 20 years. Like it takes a lot of learning and growing, even for the couples who are in each other's first everything. So let me start you. talking. We're almost out of time, but. I wanted to say something right now. You're like, you're the couple sharing doing you're having kids. Your parents are going, th- growing with you through these processes, right? Through these growth, these intimate moments. I went, I, you know, I gave birth to my kids and my, my mom's like, ¿Oto te vio toda? I'm like, mom. Like, you know, she's saying, pero ahí estás, you know, teniendo el bebé con las piernas abiertas y todo. Y Oto estaba allí viéndote toda? And I'm like, of course. Like, that's my... That's my baby daddy, first of all. That's the person I have chosen to be in my life or do have chosen to have kids with. And or things happened out that way. Like, yes, he gets to see me like that. I'm like, but he sees me, you know, when we're intimate, creating the babies. Like what's she's like, pero no puedo creer que no te da vergüenza que te vea así de todo. And it's funny because I'm like, no, mommy, no da vergüenza because you know, this person has, has been there without me being pregnant and with me being pregnant. And it's it's me. It's my body. And it's beautiful what it does and the things that we have created together, you know. But she was just like in shock that I was okay and comfortable with my husband seeing me to- totally just like así, having a así, uh-huh, patas abiertas, así. How do you think I made the four kids, right? But she was growing, yeah, you see? experiencing that with me. 
which is a whole different perspective and just her being like, I guess your mind being just like really like about to blow in the sense of like, you were okay with that. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely okay. So let's embrace sex. Let's embrace intimacy. Um, send us questions, hit us up. If there's something you want us to further talk about, glad we're having the conversation. It's not taboo. Sex is not taboo. It's a very natural thing. And why not give us ourselves the opportunity to be fully comfortable in our body, in our experiences without the guilt. Remember, level up Latina, guilt-free evolution. Se puede, si se puede. If we can go and be presidents of companies and CEOs, we can definitely be, you know, have full autonomy of our body and and be as sexual and as intimate as we want to be comfortable with. So some takeaways. If you're mature, having sex is for people that are mature and, and have commitment and necessarily marriage. It's a natural act. Enjoy it. Get comfortable. Learn to ask for what you like. Love your body. Touch your body. <laughs> Cuídense. Um, and yeah, talk about it with your friends. Build that community that you talk about not just money and you talk about all this other stuff. Talk about sex. You know, maybe someone might be experiencing something that is not natural and they can maybe get a different perspective or someone can learn something new and try it out themselves. So bring in those topics. If you have any questions, um, we would love to keep this conversation going. You can always find us at levelupatina.com and um, our email, if you want to send those suggestions, could, or you can send them into admin at levelupatina.com or you can also send it through social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at levelupatina as our handle. And for sure, if you search us on LinkedIn or on Twitter, you'll find us there as well. But other than that, we had a great conversation today. And I hope you all go out there and get a little more comfortable in your body and sexually and intimate. Underscore just for a second, like everybody's sex is different. So whatever we just said, whatever we just tips we gave, maybe we missed something. That's all good. Like you don't have to do anything anybody else did. Like what you like is important and safe sex is important though. So I wanted to say that. I wanted to understand because that was the word safe. That also the word safe. So I wanted to put that out there. And I also don't want to by any means make it seem like if you are not in a mature committed relationship that you're doing anything wrong. More power oh, to you. Oh, trust me. Like no one is, body count don't matter to us. So Mm-mm. just those two little things I wanted to underscore because it doesn't look the same for every person. As long as you feel safe and happy, that's what works for you and level up. Oh, yeah, because trust me, I am. uh, I've had my fair share of experiences. I am no one to judge. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and for listening. And your voice at the end of it all became very seductive. Oh, I know. We brought up promiscuity, but it was like, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) This girl, that song was written about me, by the way. I love it. Thank you, ladies. Let's get un chingo, and we'll see you on the next one.